<clears throat> What's cracking, everybody? It's been a bit since I last uploaded an episode of this, but I mean, I've been uh, as busy as you can be during the uh, quarantine. Because, yeah, boys, that's what we gotta do now. Quarantine time! So, yeah, I've just been... Here, let me just... I was eating chips in the bag, sprinkling. But, um... Yeah, I've just been sleeping, playing video games, read the book, coded some, even though uh, <laughs> I really, I, I haven't done anything productive. <laughs> um, though, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna make an episode yesterday and upload it, but then I got sidetracked because... <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. I'll just be like, hmm, I should do this. Wait a second. What was I doing? Oh, uh, yeah, watching YouTube. And then I'll go and watch YouTube. It's just like, uh, it's a big issue, but oh well. Um, although I chose to make an episode tonight because, uh, even though this is just me asking some stupid questions that people have already asked before, I just, I, I would want, this might even be on YouTube, I didn't even look it up, but I would love to see someone scientifically explain if drinking two five-hour energies gives you double the energy for five hours or energy for ten hours. And if so, depending on the results from that, would that mean that drinking half of a five-hour energy would give you half energy for five hours, or would it give you full energy for two and a half hours? These are the real questions. And if it stacks, then is there a limit? Like, if I drink, like, 45-hour energies, will my heart stop in five-hour span? Now, here's another question for that. Does the amount of time it takes for your body to not live <laughs> increase the more five-hour energies that you drink? Or is it just like... <laughs> it's like injecting steroids right into the heart. You're just like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, and then uh, after that... You're just like, alright, who wants some of this cracks knuckles and then collapses? I, that's, I feel like I feel like that's an accurate representation of uh, anyone who injects steroids right into their heart. Because uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a good call, man. It ain't a good call. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, back to the original topic, uh, I hope that everyone is thoroughly enjoying the quarantine, because, yeah, the last time I uploaded an episode for this was before the quarantine even went into place. School was still open and all that, and it was bitching. But now, nope. <laughs> Quarantine's on, and, uh, people are kind of just like, hmm. So, yeah. Hope you are enjoying quarantine. Um, 
again, like I said, I've been sleeping and playing video games, which has been fun. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, little bit ago, I'm sorry, I'm trying to recollect because again, because I don't like having to spend all that time. I, uh, personally don't write scripts for these. So, um, yeah, but, um, something that I did do a while back because I was kind of just like, oh, hell yeah, boy, it's party time because it was quarantine time and, you know, gives high schoolers the time to just kind of chill, even though uh, I've kind of been sucking ass in high school, but oh well. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, I was playing Oblivion, you know, like, as in the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, because, uh, arguably it's one of the better Elder Scrolls games. Although, I gotta say, the best one is either Daggerfall, just because, if I'm correct, it's got the second largest world map in... Any of the Elder Scrolls games, the first one being the uh, the first Elder Scrolls game, because that spans like the entire continent, which I find fucking wild. Like, of course, it's not pretty or anything. It's a DOS game. What do you expect? But I mean, still, it's pretty neat that they were able to do that. Blah. Anyways, so I was playing Oblivion, and I was just I was going through the story because. I legit, like, got, I think by the time I loaded up my save, I was at Kavach, and anyone who's played the game knows that in the beginning of the game, well, not in the beginning, but in the beginning of the main quest, you have to go to Kavach and close an Oblivion Gate. Well, I was extremely underleveled, uh... Well, not under-leveled necessarily, I just didn't have that good of gear, because I kind of just beelined for it. And so, uh, I did the one thing that both I had immense fun doing, and that, uh, you shouldn't do if you want a legit gameplay. And I legit just spent a solid hour playing through, well, actually, no, I cut that down, probably about 30 minutes going through that entire chunk of the game where you have to close the gate and then you have to go back to Joffrey and get the Amulet of Kings or not get it because it gets stolen by the cult, the Mythic Dawn, which is very interesting. It's about, I've actually never even gotten past the quest that follows this, but um, yeah, so Amulet gets stolen. But that entire time... Now, you're probably thinking, did you really just try and run through it? And, like, is that why you initially gave the, uh, the span of an hour? Because you just kind of pushed at it? And let me tell you, if you know me, in real life, you, you probably know that's not what I did. I, uh, I, I, I went through Todd's commands and clicked on every enemy and just typed in kill. And then it just slayed them all. And then it... <laughs> For some reason, I had the inner desire that every time after I cleared a room of enemies with this, because I got so good at doing it super fast, that just afterwards I go, fastest gun in the West. And then and then I just keep on going through the dungeon. And it was great. 
and then yeah, and then I got to the Cloud Ruler Temple, uh, and then I could go on and do some more of the Mythic Dawn quests, but nah, dude, I think if anything, I'm just gonna go and do a crap ton of side quests. Like, I was doing the Arena quest line, which is quite fun, because it legit starts with this dude being like, who the fuck do you think you are? And please leave because you don't look like you're fit for this. And then you go, nah, man, I want to kick some dudes in the butt. And then he's like, okay, okay, it's your funeral. And then you go up and you fight and then you win. And then he's like, well, damn, okay. And he slaps some money in your palm. And then, uh, yeah. Except he keeps on insulting you up until you've beaten, like, quite a few dudes. Because after that, he's... Or, not after that. Up until then, he's still, like... You kind of suck, but you got guts. And then, and then, yeah. And then once you've beaten all these guys, he's like... Okay, you've earned my respect. Now you just have to beat up this orc dude that, uh... That's, uh, current grand champion. And, uh... You can... Do a side quest. Now, um, let me just say that this is spoiler territory. So, uh, I don't know where to skip to. Because, again, there's no script, and I don't know how long it's going to take for me to say this. But I'm just saying, there's a spoiler, so I'd say just, like, tap ahead. I'd say, like, a solid minute. <laughs> but, uh, anyways... So the quest just involves you going to these ruins and figuring out who this guy's dad was. And then you find out he was a fucking vampire. A vampire. He was like, you know, like one of the big baddies. And so he, you come back and you're like, dude, you're half vampy. And then he's like, oh god. And then, and then he gets all depressed. And he legit just lets you kill him in the arena. Like, he just stands there. And is just like, Please, end me. I am, I am going to hell. He's, you, you need to end me, bro. And then, yeah, the end him. It's kind of sad, but I mean, hey. You get the fucking grand champion title. And I think a decent lump sum of money. And then you can go back for weekly fights and he earn even more money by beating the shit out of, like, wolves and stuff. And that's great. But I personally think that I'm going to take a break from that because one of the better quest lines to do, which is super good to do because it encourages you not to kill or attack or be seen at all. Which is very good if you're at a low level and you don't have that good of loot. It's the Thieves Guild. Now, let me just say that out of all the Elder Scrolls games, I personally have a soft spot for the Thieves Guild because, uh, I don't know why, but I have this weird attraction to stealth and non-lethal stuff in video games. Like, when I played Metal Gear Solid Five, which, honestly... It, I feel bad, because Kojima wasn't given the time that he needed to make it into a better game, because I've seen the videos, I've seen what it could have been, and it would have been amazing, but rest in peace, the franchise, although there was the rumor, but it's not 
I, I don't think it's verifiable, and I don't think it's a reliable rumor. Anyways, though, yeah, like, in games like those, I like sneaking around and not being seen, and if I'm seen, I don't like whipping out the fucking shotgun and just being like, well, boys, <laughs> oh boy, here I go killing again. Nah, I, I prefer to, like, you know, just take it non-lethally, and, uh, one of the things that solidified this, at least in Melgar Solid, is that uh, I used one of the tactics in the game that I uh, that you can hide in a box and get yourself shipped to different locations on the map because it's just a fun little goofy thing that you can do because they think that you're one of the items that are supposed to be transported. And so, yeah. And so I shipped myself to one of these maps. So I'm just sitting there waiting to attack the base because I had already beaten the game and I was just screwing around. And then some of the idle dialogue that these NPCs have between each other just pulls at your heartstrings. Like, this guy's like, oh, yeah, my, uh, my, I think, I don't know what, I don't remember what word he used for it, but I'm pretty sure the word used in natural military is, like, it would be like a tour. So, like, his tour would have been ending the next day. And that he was finally happy to be able to go home and see his family and, like, his daughter. And then my heart just was like, ooh, really, really hit you in the soul. And then I was like, see, Miles, Miles is my brother, if you don't know. See, Miles, this is why you can't kill people. Because you want to, he does, he doesn't like stealth because he finds it too difficult to do. So what he does is he's the guy that, like, he'll, like, walk around and then if one enemy s s sees him, he'll just be like, well, ch ch uh, bye-bye, everybody. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, uh, that's the joke, is, uh, it's the Russian infiltrator. Nobody can see you if they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember the joke. I just remember it being something like, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> when you're being stealthy, nobody can see you if they're already dead. <laughs> no witnesses. Remember, no Russian. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. You know what? That's actually a plus. That there hasn't been a tragic event recently, or at least one that hasn't been publicized. So then I can make a ru no Russian joke without people being like, "Oh my God, dude! There was literally just a shooting." And then, yeah, because I mean, I personally find stuff like that distasteful, and I know that a lot of other people do. And so, like, I'll make jokes about that kind of stuff, but not in close proximity to, like, an actual shooting. Because that's a no bueno. That's, like, like, 9-11 jokes. They're funny now. They wouldn't have been funny in, like, 2001 when it happened. Or in 2002, for that matter. Or, like, in that, like, period, probably up until, like, 2005. Screw that. Probably up until 2010, because it was such a big deal. Jokes like that, yeah, you can't... They're funny in the long run, but you don't make them in close proximity to the event, because you're bound to get a lot more hate than if you were to just, you know, wait a bit. What was I even talking about that led into this? Oh, yeah. And see, there you go. First hand experiencing me 
rambling, forgetting what I'm talking about, and then having to be like, wait a second, who am I? And then realizing exactly what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I'm going all the way back now because I just, see, you read the description of this podcast, you, you saw that it was me rambling, yeah. And if you know me in person, this is exactly how I am. I just ramble. And it's just, it's it's because what I'll, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just take a topic and then I'll branch it because it has to do with the topic still. But then I'll just never get back to the original point. Or if I do, it takes like 30 minutes. Like my girlfriend, she legit will be like, Oh, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Just so then I stop rambling and get back to the fucking point at hand. And I just find that hilarious. And I don't judge her for it. Because, like, right now, I am rambling about how much I ramble. And I'm branching off because it has to do with how much I ramble. It is, like, it's like a paradox. Me trying to explain myself just leads to me further causing the problem that I'm trying to explain. It's, boy, do I love, do I love being like this? (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, going way back to the original point, Thieves Guild. I have a soft spot for it because they strongly encourage you in every game to never kill anybody because, uh, in... In Styrum, I haven't played Styrum in a bit because we only just, because our old copies got scratched and we only recently just got it from my brother's Xbox One. Excuse me. But uh, yeah, we only just recently got it, so I don't remember how they do it in that game. I'm pretty sure either you don't get as much money for completing the task if you kill people in the process, or it might be like an Oblivion. Because I know that in Oblivion, if you kill anybody at all while doing one of these quests if i'm correct it's one thousand dollars per dead like in you can't do anything in between but that's that's actually one of the things that i really liked about uh oblivion is how if you were in a guild you could get kicked out of that guild you do something bam you're kicked out of that guild but you're not fully out just yet. You can complete tasks in order to get back in. Kind of, like, I feel like, I think it's for the Fighters Guild that, uh, if you get kicked out, you have to go collect, like, bear pelts. So basically, they're like, oh, you want to be back in with these brawny boys? Well, go kill some fucking bears, pussy. Yeah. It's great. It's 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 amazing. And then there's Morrowind, which honestly, honestly here, I know that it's widely regarded as the pinnacle of the Elder Scrolls series. That it has things better than Skyrim. It's got things better than Oblivion. And I bought it. And I'll admit, before I bought it, I may have downloaded it off of a sketchy website 
because I wanted to make sure that I was going to get my money's worth. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was like, God damn, this is actually good. Like, this is actually, like, worth money. And so then when one of the sales came around, I picked it up for, like, ten bucks. It's great. And I loved it. But the issue is, is that, uh, I kind of would just wander around and not really do anything, you know, like I do in real life, <laughs> but I kind of just wander around and, uh, I never got anything done. So, uh, I, I can, I can't, I can't really tell you anything about any of the guilds in that game. I know that there's a thieves guild. Oh, wait, that I did do some of the Thieves Guild quests. Well, I'll be damned. I don't, uh, I didn't do any of them where anyone, wait. No, Thieves Guild in, uh, in Morrowind. Thieves Guild in Morrowind, uh, doesn't make you not kill anybody. If I'm correct, killing people is fair game. But, oh well, I still like doing the super sneaky approach, because, honestly, this is just going back on how much I love sneak, sneaking in games. Honestly, I feel like if you can pull off some badass heist in a game without killing a soul, it makes you way cooler than if you gunned down everybody that you saw while robbing it. And also, it makes it, like... 10 times more okay, I guess. But just think about it. Let's say I have, well, not I, because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to end up on some FBI watch list because I said this in my podcast. But let's say I'm playing a game, right? Where my character can rob a bank because they have a grudge against the bank. Well, actually, no, it'd be more fitting to put this in a real life setting. Okay, let's say that somebody... Not me. Please don't put me on a watch list, FBI. <laughs> Let's say somebody has a grudge against someone else. So they want to rob them. Well, there's two different ways that they can do this. They can go through and gun down everybody, which, sure, it makes it a lot easier to do what they need to do. But they brought down more people than they needed to. There were more lives lost and more issues caused against people that they didn't have an issue with because they want to do the job easier. But if you can manage to get away with whatever you're doing without harming a single soul and all you're taking is like financial assets or something and that's all you take and you don't hurt anybody, and you don't do anything that would cause any harm to anybody but the person that you're stealing from, it doesn't make it okay, but it's morally just, because you're the person that you're robbing, you have a grudge against, and you're only causing an issue for the person that you have the grudge for, and that's Again, not saying that's right, because you should totally serve, well, not, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You should definitely get in trouble for doing it, 
but it's better than gunning down everybody. And also, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, if you don't kill anybody, uh, if you, if you get sentenced to prison, uh, you're gonna get a lighter sentence, because if it's like, oh yeah, he, uh, he took, he took, uh, like $500 from the register of this place, oh yeah, okay, so that's a felony, uh, that's like, I think, I think it's like a year of jail time for that level of theft. Because I know it has to be $500 or more in order to be a felony. And so you might have to... I think it's like a year for that kind of stuff. And then it's like, okay. So he robbed the register, but he didn't hurt anybody. So he goes to jail for like a year, year and a half. But if it says that this guy walked in there, shot the person working the register, and then took all the money and left, that's another criminal charge against you. It's either manslaughter or I think it would be grievous bodily harm if you shoot them but they survive. Maybe. or And also probably attempted homicide. And so, yeah, that's a lot more charges and you're probably going to be going away for closer to like 10 years depending on how many of those charges you get and how many people get injured. But, like, again, none of that matters because I'm talking about in a hypothetical game scenario where you don't face the repercussions for your actions, or at least you as a player don't face repercussions for your actions as a character in the game, unless it's an MMO, because, uh, when I was doing speech class, Sorry, I was moving my phone around and then the screen started flashing at me and I was very confused as as to what was going on. But, um, I did heavy research into a paper on why, like, it's, because it was for my persuasive essay and speech and it was about why video games don't cause violence. And I did plenty of research into it and... There have been times where video games actually have caused violence. But that person probably already had issues in their life. Like, um, there was, there was a dude. I shouldn't be laughing a little bit at this. Just, like, I find it outrageous that it happened. And it's kind of comedic that a dude would go this far just to, like, okay. So, dude's playing CSGO. He gets stabbed, player dies. And then, of course, he respawns because it's CSGO. This guy spent however much time tracking down the actual dude behind the player that stabbed... He tracked down the player that stabbed him and then stabbed him in real life. Like, yikes. Besides that, though, um... There is a lot of evidence supporting that video games don't cause violence. But that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. And I I don't have the paper up. And I only have like little bits of, of it memorized because I had the paper with me. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting subject. I strongly advise any of you who believe that video games cause violence look into it. Because uh, I can tell you 
just like how certain people think vaccines cause autism, there's plenty of evidence saying not. Nah, they fucking don't. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, on to a different topic. Oh, so. <laughs> also, um, as you may see by the time on, uh, the episode, uh, uh, this episode's gonna be longer than the last one. The last one was an introduction, and so I was trying to wrap it up in 30 minutes, because it's just, it's good to wrap that stuff up in a moderate time, especially because it's the first episode, and I aired it, and people actually liked it. I had my buddy's sister tell me that she thought it was good. I had a buddy at school tell me it was good. I had a buddy that uh, who now lives in Kentucky, who texted me because I promoted it on my Snapchat, who texted me and told me that he listened to it and that it was pretty good. And it was just very neat. I thought it was really cool how, like, that people were actually appreciating something that I spent time doing because uh, up until now, I haven't really had time or I haven't really spent any just I haven't spent any time working on stuff like this there was a time back when I was like 11 that I made well I was probably closer to 13 at the time where I made a Minecraft let's play nobody watched it of course because um I didn't have social media what was I supposed to do promote my high-pitched-ass voice, because I... Now, this is gonna be a little weird for me to say, but up until probably, I think it was... It was... I think it was freshman year that my voice had noticeably deepened. Like, up until then, I still had a high-ass voice, and it was very funny. Because I'm just talking to everybody, and they're just like, Oh, yeah, man, what's good? And then I'm just sitting there like, Oh, hi. Hello, everybody. It's me, Bela. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, any, any video that I did was gonna uh, get me, like, I, it was gonna be weird. I have videos on my, on my current YouTube of me speedrunning Modern Warfare 3. Not specific missions, because, uh, actually, I lost the account, so, uh, unless I recover my password, I don't have any evidence to back this, but, uh, I have, uh, third place on the Xbox 360 leaderboards for, uh, one of the missions, though, uh, I will admit that's because, it, well, actually, it could have changed. The last time I checked was probably, probably eighth grade, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I I had a spot there because I got bored, recorded myself speedrunning it, got a decent time, and uploaded it, and uh, not a lot of other people had done uh, that category, specifically that category. People had speedrunning it like in the general and on the PC, but um, on specifically the Xbox 360, there was nobody who had sped it specifically for that platform. 
So I recorded it, and I got it. That's fun. Though uh, personally, I think I might swap to doing PC speed runs because uh, when I was recording on the Xbox, I had to hold my phone between my knees, and then I had to hold the controller like awkwardly, and so it was just an uncomfortable position to sit in. And on PC, I don't have to record through a phone. I mean, yeah, no, I wouldn't have to. But the only downside to PC is that unless there's an in-game timer showing that I did it in that time, I have to find a way to get some timer plug in, which uh, I... I ooh. Sorry about that. Thought I heard somebody come downstairs. And, uh, I'll, uh, this is weird for me to admit, but, uh, I have a bit of shyness when it comes to either recording things when people are around, being on the phone when people are around, um, listening to music when people are around, unless I have earbuds in, or, uh, no, that, no, no, that covers it, yeah. So if somebody were to come down here, I'd have to like, I I probably wouldn't pause because I don't think on the application that I'm using, I can pause. I can fully stop and then pick up recording and I could probably download some software to merge the two together in one solid uh, episode. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um... Oh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> Again, you've seen it twice in 34 minutes alone. <laughs> it's it's a struggle I deal with, but it's okay because it, it's me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I have videos of me speedrunning, and that's cool. And I want to do it on the computer instead because it's a lot easier and cleaner to do and honestly i'm better at games on the computer than i am on most other platforms just because i actually prefer playing on a computer though i do like having the ability to use a controller i personally don't have that ability because i'm running an outdated computer and so any of the drivers installed for controllers and stuff Unless I go and get those one of those USB sticks that allows you to sync a controller to your computer, I can't really do it. It's a shame, but I can't really do it. And also, my computer is so outdated, it doesn't even have Bluetooth. So I would have to get an old-ass wired controller. But oh well, I'm getting a new computer at some time in the future. And honestly... I don't even want a controller to play, like, Grand Theft Auto or anything. What I personally want a controller for is emulation. It's a shame, and I know it's technically piracy, but... Buddy. I'm, like, some, like, lower middle class kid. You think I have the money to go out and buy... A fucking GameCube or a PS2 with all the games that I want. I, it's just, it's more viable 
because I would, I know that you should, if you like, it, it's, it's fair if you don't experience it because you can't afford that luxury, like, well, then it's okay because, like, if you want to experience it, save up for it. But the thing is, is that, I mean, with all this stuff that's going on, I was originally supposed to get a job in, like, June. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. And, like, I don't have any other sources of income. So, I never have money. And when I do, I go and blow it on, like, one of the first things that I see. Because since I rarely have money, I just, like, if I want something, I'm like, holy shit, I can actually get it. And so, I'm absolutely awful at saving money. Like, I'm notorious for spending all of the money that I get on birthdays and stuff in one day. Because I'll go to the store, and then I'll be like, oh my god, it's something that I want. Take it home. And I mean... Sometimes it's things that I never use or never play. And other times, it's things that I regularly (laughs) regularly lose. No, regularly use. Like, um, records. With birthday and Christmas, well, not birthday money, because that was way back in July. With Christmas money specifically, yeah. I'm sorry, I was trying to remember what set of money I used. But, uh, Christmas money... I used to pick up a bunch of, like, cheaper records. I had, like, 40 bucks, and I blew it all on records because it's what I wanted. And I mean, like, it wasn't necessarily an impulse buy because I had been looking at these records, and I was like, oh, these are neat. And they are neat records because, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to flex on anybody, but I have some, uh, technically speaking, authentic Hendrix they were released after he died, and uh, this kind of made me kind of salty. But uh, one of them isn't even Hendrix playing. So now it was like a tribute album called Jimmy. And it's got him on the cover. And so I'm like, oh, cool. 1975. Yeah, it was 1975 that that record was released in. And then I was looking it up, and I'm like, huh. Wonder why it's not listed anywhere as Jimmy's album. And then, yeah. And I checked because it's not his fucking album. It was recorded by this guy using similar styles as Jimmy. But it's a tribute album. And it doesn't have any songs that Jimmy performed himself. Like, they're all this guy's songs. And it's just like, hmm. So that got me a little upset. But, um, I did get one sweet record that was a, uh, it's the Rainbow Bridge soundtrack. Yeah, no, 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 I got that right. Rainbow Bridge, because it's the movie about, if I'm, it's, I'm pretty sure it's, I think it would be referred to as a biopic. Pretty sure it was a biopic. I have it, but judging by what the record is, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. Be it. And the record, it was released in 1971, and... I got lucky and found it for like, I think it was like 10 bucks at the local antique store. It was awesome. And it's got all this good music on that's actually performed by Hendrix. But sadly, 
it was also released after his death, which I mean, I, it's authentic Hendrix because it's an original pressing back when music of his was still being released, but it's not truly authentic Hendrix because it's not, it's his music, but it's, it's hard to explain. It's actually him playing and it's an original pressing but it wasn't released while he was alive. And, I don't know, it's still authentic, but I thought it would be cool to have some albums from when he was alive, because, I'll be honest, uh, I I knew that Jimi Hendrix was 27 when I died, but I didn't know the exact year. And when I saw these records, I checked the years, and I was like, oh, these are sweet, they're actually from the 70s, that's awesome. And then, yeah, and then I bottom and then I looked it up and then I was like oh oh no Hendrix died in set in 1970 and these records are both released after 1970 okay then but uh on the topic of original pressings of our records now this one I didn't buy my mom got it for me and uh, if I if I already mentioned this in a different episode I'm gonna talk about a different episode in the episode before this one then uh Oh, well, that's on me, but, um, she got me an original pressing of the album The Soft Parade by The Doors, and, oh, it was an amazing gift, because I recently got super into The Doors, because, I mean, they're really good, they were, like, it's weird to say this, but, like, I didn't really like rock before I got into The Doors, and then The Doors kind of opened up that, like, genre to me. Like, I was like, oh, this is actually, like, a good rock music. And then now, I have an original pressing of Led Zeppelin on vinyl. I've got Jimi Hendrix on vinyl. And I've got a bunch of the doors on vinyl. <laughs> I was gonna get this second. Uh, well, here's the thing Jimi Hendrix that I have on vinyl, not counting the Rainbow Bridge and the one not released by him. Well, then it's not even a Jimi Hendrix album. If it wasn't released and it's not any of the songs by him. Oh, well, I'm probably just going to call it that because I don't know. Besides those, though, I have a present from my girlfriend's dad for Christmas. I, it was a very nice gift of him to get me. It was very nice of him to get me that gift. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's got his greatest hits on it, and it's a double LP, and it's very good. Uh, And then the thing is, is that I own all but, uh, two, no, wait, all but four albums by The Doors on vinyl, and that is counting the stuff released after Jim Morrison died, because I have, and technically, I own all but three, because one of them I have on CD, but I want to get it on vinyl anyways, so I'm only counting what I have on vinyl. I've got 
I've got their self-titled or their eponymous album, as my dad told me the term for it. I've got Soft Parade. I've got uh, Waiting for the Sun. I've got... Shit, what else do I have? Um, oh yeah, I've also got, uh, Other Voices. I'm gonna set that aside for a second. I know that my voice is gonna grow distant, but you gotta trust me, it's cause I'm checking something. But, um, I've got, cause I stored this one for 99 cents at a Goodwill, because... No, sadly, not a lot of people respected the doors after Morrison died because he was one sexy man. <laughs> okay, so I've got the Soft Parade, Waiting for the Sun, that's George Charlin. I've got the doors, like their self-titled album, uh, Other Voices, and is that it, I think? Uh, that's not an attractive noise. Uh, yep. That's it. The albums that I'm missing are Strange Days, Morrison Hotel, which is the album that I have on CD. Um, Other Voices and An American Prayer, which is just poetry recited by Jim Morrison. Although, I think I saw that on vinyl. And then, of course, there's a bunch of their, like, mini-albums that I think... I don't remember the name for them, but they're the tinier records. I think it's, like, 70... I think it's, like... I don't even remember. I think it's, like, 77 centimeters or something. No, that's definitely not it, because I feel like 77... Look, I'm gonna admit... I don't know what they're called, but they're the tinier records that, like, w they were used to release singles on. Like, so they'd release, like, two albums for their... Or, bleh, I trip over my words a lot and say what I don't mean to say. They release two tracks off of their upcoming album, or they release two tracks that were gonna be on the album and they get removed. Like, um, in the case of Ween... Uh, I think it was, yeah, that was it. 12 Country Greats, I think is the name of the album. I don't, I don't have any of this stuff written down, my bad. But, uh, yep. And the reason why it's called 12 Country Greats is because originally there were two songs that were supposed to be on the album, but got removed. And, uh... And one of those songs is So Long, Jerry, which, because during the production of the album, um, dur yeah, during the production of the album, uh, Jerry Garcia had passed away, and so they dedicated a song to him, but then it got taken off the album. I personally haven't listened to the song, but it's probably a bop. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And, uh, mm, that's a good thing, uh, like, uh, for the Soft Parade, there's a song that was gonna be on it called Who Scared You, 
and it was released as the B-side to Wishful Sinful, as, like, their two singles that they released. Well, they got removed, and it got replaced with uh, some other song off the album that I can't remember right now, because I just, I couldn't tell you. I read it somewhere once, and now I can't remember. But, um, yeah. Very good song. And honestly, it's a shame that, because, uh, if I'm correct, whatever track replaced it, because I don't remember the name of the track, but I do remember that the track that replaced it wasn't quite as good, which is a shame. And honestly, a lot of people don't think that the, that, uh, the Soft Parade is all that good as an album. And I mean, I'll admit, it's not one of their best works, honestly. I think their best album is either Strange Days, um, oh wait, I'm sorry, I have to go back on what I said earlier, there's another album that I have, but it is currently sitting under some of my records that aren't in the bin right now. Uh, L.A. Woman is another album by them that I have, which is, it's one of my favorite albums. It would be their self-titled album, uh, L.A. Woman, and, uh, you know what, Morrison Hotel as my third, yeah, because Strange Days is good, but not all the songs on that album, like, are very good. Like, there's few, there's some gems on it, and there's some good ones. But they're not all very good. But, I don't know how many of you out there have listened to The Doors, but uh, if, if you have, then you'll know that, uh, that Morrison Hotel is just, ooh, it is very good. Like, super good. LA Woman, it's very good, but uh, it's also... It, the tracks are very good, but the history behind it isn't, because uh, that was one of the last albums that... Well, actually, I think LA Woman was the last album they recorded together. Think? I think, yeah. Because I think they wrapped up recording on it, and that's when Jim went to Paris and never came back. <laughs> to put it in the not-so-gloomy tone. Because, oh yeah, Jim, Jim's just partying up in Paris. Yeah, no, no, he, he, he didn't pass away. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah. Technically speaking, the uh, last album that they recorded would be Other Voices. They didn't record it with Jim. They recorded it while he was in Paris. And he was supposed to come back. And they were going to have him sing and overlay the vocals. That didn't happen, of course. So they released it on their own. It's honestly, it's underrated. Like, you can get, like, an autographed version of the album for, like, ten bucks. I think, maybe. Because, just... It's a damn shame. Because Morrison was, like super sexy, which is why everybody loved The Doors, because, and then also, like, uh, I feel like near the end of their touring, 
uh, they, uh, they, they didn't go, now this is getting kind of sad, but I feel like near the end of them touring with Jim, uh, people weren't going for the music, they were going to see what wild shit Jim would do, because he had a tendency to do a crap ton of drugs, or get super drunk, and show up on stage, and so rather than seeing him for his music, they saw him as a attraction as in as a performance rather and not a musical one but they they thoroughly they were thoroughly amused with how deep in the gutter this guy was he wasn't in the gutter like as in he was like broke and on like his ass he was living lavish i think i don't remember but he wasn't living the worst of the life. But that he already, I think, if I'm correct, he it, he was doing a lot of drugs before he got into the rock star industry. And then you know that when you're in the music industry, especially back in the 70s, you were totally way more pressured to do a lot more drugs. And so that wasn't good for him. And so, yeah, it, it absolutely ruined him. And... If I'm correct, that's what uh, it's theorized that he did too much cocaine and just died. And it's a shame. But, uh, yeah, L.A. Woman is a good album, but it doesn't have a good backstory because as it was one of the last ones that they released, um, Jim Morrison, during the production of that album, was super drunk, like, like, he would show up into the studio, absolutely wasted, and, like, sin, and it's a bit of a shame, uh, on a light note about him drinking, and it's not funny because he's drinking, it's just funny because it's, it's what Vivo chose to do, and as y'all know, Vivo's the guys that upload music videos, well, they have a recording from one of their shows from the 70s that, like, like, and it's in color, and it's very cool. Well, actually, no. I'm phrasing that wrong. Jim Morrison died in, a uh, 1971. Yeah, 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 yeah. He died in 1971. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah, he died in 1971, so it would have been in the 60s. It's recording from the 60s, and yeah, it's in color, and it's for their song Break On Through, right? It's, it was one of their, it was like one of their, like, big, oh, snap. Huh, apparently I can only record up to an hour, so I've got five minutes left for this ramble. Okay, but, um, yeah. The video that they chose for Break On Through, that Vivo chose and is currently up on their YouTube channel, and I thoroughly... And enthusiastically encourage you to look this up. You can't understand a word that the man is saying. Because he is so drunk or high or both. You can't understand him. Like, it just sounds like he's like trying to sing. But can't. And it's not funny because he's it's clearly so messed up on all this stuff. It's funny because... There are other recordings out there 
of him performing that they probably could have had of him singing. And, yeah, but they didn't. Um. Now, uh, about a about another rock band that I thoroughly love, just to close up this segment uh, that I mentioned earlier about tracks that were going to be on an album but weren't released. Ween. Ween is one of my favorite bands. I thought they were weird, and honestly, I got into them through Ocean Man, because even though it's memed, it is a very good song. And The Mollusk, which is their only album that I have on vinyl, sadly. I'm gonna get more. Uh, my mom owes me a copy of one because uh, my dad told her the wrong album that he was getting me. And so they both got me the same one. And so I gifted one of them to my mom's friend who loves Ween. Well, yeah, it's a great album. The entire thing is just absolutely amazing. And a lot of their albums are really good. They're just really out there. And just like, they're like kind of insightful. Like some of them are like really deep and all that. And they're just like, they're just a very good band. They're not necessarily hard to get into, but they have a weird style. But they're very good. And of course, they released a country album. And honestly, it's the only country album that I've ever enjoyed because they just, they, they perform amazing, good songs. Like they perform amazingly good songs in the country style. It's very good. Like, um, you know what? I'm going to end this podcast episode with a, with a song recommendation. I advise that anyone who sat through this entire thing, or even just skipped to the end, even. Anyone who just came to the end of the episode, just look up, uh, I, it's either mucus on my brain, or it's helped me scrape the mucus off my brain. It is an amazingly good song, but it's in the country style, and I personally like it, even though I hate country music. And also, that's not a diss to anyone who listens to this who likes country music. You're entitled to your own opinion. I personally don't like it. Anyways, though, that's all I've got to say. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful morning because this is being released at four in the morning. (laughs) Uh, Peace out, folks.